We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. It is the night before the NBA draft. And yes, before anybody says it, my voice sounds weird. Shout out to allergies. <laughs> I had people texting him. Yeah, I had people texting into the show for the last couple days. Danny sounds weird. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I thought it sounded great. I'm like, I like sick Danny. I need more sick Danny. Ra- ras- raspy Danny. Raspy Danny. Yeah. Uh, we are now less than 24 hours away from the Portland Trailblazers. will make their pick, whether that they trade it, whether they keep it, whether it goes to somebody else. Uh, this is kind of what the night that was all leading up to. So, uh, but I guess before we dive into it, Brandon, real quick, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm nervous. I'm excited. You know, we got our 1080 The Fan draft party that you and I will be doing this show out there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, at the uh, the Eastland Hotel, the Metropolitan Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, so come hang out if you need a place to go. We're, Danny's going to be there at noon doing his show, noon to three, and then Isaac and Souk, primetime will be out there. We'll start our thing just right before 5 o'clock at the live stream going for those that can't make it. But if you're looking for somewhere to go, I just wanted to put at the start of the pod, come hang out with us. It, it was a good time. I really enjoyed meeting people out at the, uh, the draft lottery party. Yep. And so I think uh, tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. It might not be what we all want to happen, but that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Is you can think one thing about sports, and sometimes it goes the other way. So I know we'll dive into all that, uh, but to sum it up as much as I can, because I've already yammered, looking forward to the draft party, and I'm excitedly nervous for what's going to come tomorrow. Yeah, there's I, I have a lot of conflicting emotions right now that we'll we'll dive into eventually. Um, let's just kind of round out the news real quick. Uh, there's a deal at least agreed upon mostly between the Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards, and Los Angeles Clippers that we'll see Kristaps Porzingis become a Boston Celtic. Uh, their white guy quotient was a little bit low, so this this makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I love the fit though. I mean, yeah. If he can how do they afford it? Like I've just I need to watch Bobby Marks or something because I don't get it's, how it's we were really supposed not, to. Like financially, they're like they're they're okay. Even when they give them because they have to give them the extension, then it gets dicier. Then they're but they're they're like they'll be in trouble in two years, but they don't care at that point because Jalen's paid, Tatum's paid, like everyone else is paid, and you just right, pay through right. the nose, and you just hope that you just hold on to guys. Yeah, and but I mean. They, you lose Grant be. Williams along the way, though. You know what I mean? You're like those. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not saying he's the best role guy. I'm saying like along this journey, you're going to just the way this team building is going to go. You're going to lose Grant Williams 
all the time all over the league. Yeah, I mean, this. not only that, I don't think the Celtics particularly cared with where, how they were. Grant Williams um, had a little bit of, uh, um, I don't know, little J.R. Smith in him. Okay. A couple different stretches where uh, a very strong what the hell are you doing type moments uh, in the last two years in the playoffs. So, mm. but, but, okay. So let, I would just counter then. All right. Grant Williams. Fine. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of teams lose their Bruce Brown. I mean, Denver's going to lose Bruce Brown, I, like but that's what the new CBA is going to be leading us to. Like you're, you're well, you're going to get paid. You're the, the guys that have like the, I, that's the thing is I don't, we, we can circle back to the money thing. Cause yeah, this is well, going to we'll, be, we get that later. So I don't mean no, 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 no. I, I, I just, you didn't distract. You just got a, a point there that like, I think is an overarching point. That's going to kind of define tomorrow and free agency period. Um, right. also Malcolm Brogdon will end up in, in Los Angeles as a clipper, which kind of makes things awkward for Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, uh, kind of leaves them with one less home. Uh, cause I would imagine mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon is going back there to or going there to start, uh, Marcus Morris was very pissed off in Los Angeles, and now he gets to be pissed off in Washington. Uh, NBA basketball purgatory, where all bad contracts go to die. Send your send your week. You're tired. You're huddled draft picks. Um, they they are going to try to Sam Hankey this thing. Um, take bad money along with draft capital and call it good while getting off other money and go for a whole reset. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Brad Beal deal has already taken place. Well hasn't actually been consummated. So I guess it's a, a deal agreed upon in principle. Uh, Chris Paul is still a Phoenix Sun. Um, Brad Beal is still a Washington Wizard until that deal is done. Uh, that has to be done before the 28th because that's the guarantee date. I think they're trying to see if they can turn it into a three-way deal where Washington would redirect Chris Paul. One less deal to worry about or if you wanted to kind of figure some things out and make some sense there. Um, on the rumor mill side of things, um, I put this out in the Jack Ramsey's Patreon, so if you read that, you will you have, would have saw this on Monday night. Um, every one of you that keeps sending me Carl Anthony Towns trade proposals, stop. Stop. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers do have zero interest in Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. They have zero interest in Zach Levine. They have zero interest in Bannard Ingham. Stop yeah. trying to include them in trades. I, I, I Listen, I, I'm glad you guys like them. And all those things, they're not. They're not going like they're not becoming Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, that's the the end end, end all of that. Um, I, I retweeted a video from earlier today uh, about Brian Windhorst on ESPN Cleveland, talking about the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers kicking around with Portland. Man, my mm-hmm. voice really is fading. Yeah, take dude, take some swigs, man. Ah. Uh, Got to get my my Forrest Gump on. No, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you remember, we talked about this at the trade deadline. They did kick around Nasir Little. Then I've heard that they are doing the same again. He mentioned the number twenty three pick. That's not what I have been. That's not what I have heard. Twenty three pick should get you pretty. Decent, decent asset player, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chetty Osmond is not that player. Um, Hell no, it better not be that no, player. No, uh, then I mean, again, f- remember where Wendy came from, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would imagine that the work he is doing there is 
friendly friendly work with Kobe Altman. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're gonna trade. We're gonna trade Chetty Osmond for the number twenty three pick. Which, like, yeah, I get it, but like that is the one aspect of that industry I hate. Water was, carrying should be prohibited. It is what it is. I know, we but there, we, but there has been genuine discussion between Portland and Cleveland sure. around Nasir Little. I, I have heard that. I, I told you about that last week. Yeah. Um, trying to think about what else was out there that I've heard. Oh, with the twenty-three pick, um, I would expect that Portland does move it for veteran help. Hmm. Regardless of if they keep the pick or not, the the team in general is going to be older. Even if they keep Scoot, they're not going to be a team full of kids next year. Um, I I don't know what we're getting to. It's a shorter pod tonight, but like I'll just say the twenty three pick I was kicking around in my head. I wasn't going with PG in the third pick. I was wondering, is there a package with twenty three? If there's nothing else out there for for Paul George that the Clippers would like, I or does Brog does Brogdon going there in the trade? Because in my mind, I'm like. Would you do Ant and twenty three for PG? I, I mean, it's I don't want PG. You don't want PG at all. The money's going to be too insane. It's nuts. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I was just kicking around ideas when I saw the report pop up. Yeah, his his max is even more than Dame's, um, and he's got the injury concerns. For that's, sure, that's the thing. Thirty three. Yeah, and they're the same age with the injury. He has injury concerns, and his contract comes up later. Um, trying to think, like I like the idea of PG. Yeah, but like PG himself, it just it doesn't make sense to me. What about mm-hmm. you? Well, I mean, I you know, I, I I thought two things. I thought initially when I did the fake trade, because I, I you know before the Brogdon thing happened, I'm like Clippers need kind of this ball-handling creator score, right, at that role, it's kind of been their problem. Reggie Jackson's not going to lead you to a championship. Uh, so in my mind, I'm like, that's maybe an ant destination if you're going scoot and then put the draft pick in there. Clippers always want draft capital given how much they gave up. But then I thought about realistically what where this team's going, and I, it's a much larger conversation, but it doesn't make sense to me given what I think the current – version of the Blazers is currently and going to be at the start of the year. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's, I think that's things don't line up as well as I think that you would want to, if this was a year later or a year earlier, I a think year earlier, could... I'm, I think I'm kick. I'm, I'm getting pretty serious about it. So it, uh, it becomes one of those. Whoa, there you go. The, the Porzingis deal has fallen apart. The sides are moving on. Whoa. Okay. A woge bomb <laughs> in the middle of the live pod. Wow. Not too often those deals get reported and then get pulled back. Bro. Somebody you know pissed hilarious? in somebody's Cheerios. Hold on. Do you know what's hilarious about this? Mm. What's the funniest part about this right what's, now? What? It's the fact that Woj is the one that announced that the trade was broken after Sham sent like 85 different tweets today. Oh, yeah. To break the news that the trade is on. And then Woj was like, no, it's not, Shams. Shut up. Look, you can you can pick your you can pick your battles in this world of the new of the news brokers. 
Woj is still Zeus, king king of the newsbrokers. Dog, I don't even think it's close still it's, in my it's, mind. It's not. Well, champs champs closed the gap, but if anytime Woj wants to turn it on, he he can he can just smash him. Oh, Shams is Burger King. Woj is McDonald's. Like <laughs> you got some good sandwiches, no doubt, but you don't have those fries. Look, this is that's a perfect have... example because you literally talked me into going to Burger King last week. <laughs> literally talked me into it for the first time in years. And it was Dude. good. But welcome. But you know, when you're getting you picking one or the other, that's yeah. uh you know, that's well, there you go. Go ahead and reel back the first five minutes of the podcast. Wow. Um Okay. Uh one of the things that we've talked about uh all over uh on on my show with Dusty is the idea of um the names that are out there. There's there's twenty plus legitimate names, guys that have been all stars are all stars. That mm-hmm. are in discussions. Not all of them pretend to Portland. In fact, very few of them do. And as far as like what they're trying to fit, and from what I've been able to gather, this is what Portland is trying to fit: players on the scale of a Pascal Siakam, under better control, perhaps younger. Mm-hmm. Which that just it narrows it down, yeah, big time. That's yeah. Bam. That's Zion. That's Bridges, like it's a it's a it's Jalen Brown, like those. That's it's a narrow, narrow, narrow list. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just it is what it is in that regard. So, um, but I again, I have heard that there is legs to the Zion stuff. Now, how long those legs are, not very. But is it is it a possibility? Yeah, it's little stubs, you know. Lieutenant uh, Dan. <laughs> but again, behind the scenes, and I reported this yesterday or the day before. Um, Scoot's team has tried to kind of steer him towards New Orleans because they want him to have the keys from day one. Yeah, and I don't think that Scoot's necessarily lying. I don't think he's lying. I think he's playing the game when he says he'd like to play alongside Damian Lillard. I think he would, in a sense. It's not a yeah. It's not really a lie. It's hey, it'd be dope to play with Damian Lillard, right? But but, but like also, I'd rather have my own team. It's it's not my number one choice. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's the follow up. Yeah. But I also think that was a strong indication of please God, do not send me to Charlotte. I think that was the bigger flag. Was I don't really? want to, I don't want to go to Charlotte. I don't think anybody wants to go to Charlotte. That, it's a dysfunctional organization with ownership changing hands. Yeah, they have their ras- their roster is stripped down to nothing. You still got look. I I don't I don't disagree with your assessment. I I will say, I'm curious if the new ownership changes anything. Like it I could, this- but it's it's going to be a while before that happens. Sure, and sometimes the new owner thing doesn't always. They can care a lot, but that doesn't mean it's good. Look at the Kings, right? Vivek comes in there, he owns the team, and it's like, we're going to play four on five. And you're like, what the hell is going on over there in Sacramento? <laughs> but like, he got Buddy him. Buddy the next Steph Curry. Yeah, well, eventually he got him to yeah. a playoff team, but sometimes it, it doesn't always happen right away. So, you know, maybe Melo stays healthy, and then you pair him with Miller. Like, that's not a bad little one two combo. No, I don't think it is. And, and speaking of Brandon Miller, if we continue to get re- reporting that Brandon Miller is the presumptive number two pick, yeah. I. 
the absolute petty in me wants it so bad because there's been about a dozen people in the YouTube comments and about 20 people in the, in the Twitter replies that keep telling me over and over and over and over and have told me over and over and over again for the last month that I'm an idiot for suggesting that Scoot could fall to three. <laughs> and so I'm just like, buddy, this isn't me just saying, I think Scoot's going to fall to three. It's me saying, these are what I hear. And people you keep should telling have screenshotted me. five or six of those to dunk on them tomorrow. What makes you think that I didn't? <laughs> yeah, so you're right. right. You are you are a psycho. <laughs> so that's right. Go ahead and delete your comments, guys. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I already got um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm remotely petty. Um, getting into Portland in the draft. If Portland were to move the pick. This is how I think I would rank their preferences. And that is this. I think if they were going to move the pick, the Bridges-Claxton combo would be number one. I think it, it's exactly what they want from a wing. I think it's exactly what they want from a big. Salaries are great. Their ages mm -hmm. match up. They would fit seamlessly into what the Blazers Joe Cronin, Chauncey Billups, Damian Lloyd all want to do. Yeah. And I think that would be like, even though he, as good as Mikhail is, is he all NBA right now? No. Could he be an all-star? Maybe. But I think the fit with Dame, Mikhail, Jeremy, Clax, Sharp, Ortiz, however you kind of broke it up, that's kind of how it goes. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I would say their preference would probably be Zion. Of of the realistic folks. Um after that, um I don't think there's anything after that personally. Yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna say. <laughs> Pascal thing never made sense. Paul George is too old and too rich and too injured often to to give up the third pick. That's yeah. That was so <clears throat> I would say the last like few weeks, you know, I've been back and forth on some of this stuff. I've had takes that I've changed. Like I've emotionally been a wreck. The one thing that I've been throwing out for like two to three weeks now is this market that Portland was trying to identify was shrinking, mm. right? Like go back to the Eastern Conference Finals and there's a moment where you're like, holy S, the heater up 3-0. And you're like, we're getting Jalen Brown. <laughs> because at that point, I think I dude, I think if they would have got swept, Boston would have had to have done something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it changes the the whole way you view it. And so, like, think to that moment, and then the season ends, and you're like, well, you got this guy and that guy might, and then you start running through it, and you're like, I outside of the Zion thing popping up the last two weeks, Danny, it just everything dried up. It just was like that market doesn't exist. Bridges and the Nets might have been a thing for a second, but. I listened to Gavoni and Lowe today, and they're both kind of echoing what I'm feeling. Like, why the Nets don't need to trade him. He is 25. He's on a great contract. He's a good young piece to have as you're kind of redoing everything. And say what you want about how bad Brooklyn has been. Give them at least this. They've cached on the New York thing better than the Knicks have. Right? Everything we say about the Knicks, all oh, stars want to play there. The Nets have actually done it. Sure. Albeit old KG and and Paul Pierce, but then you you end up going and getting um, Katie and Kyrie. 
Well, right? that, and that was in spite of the Knicks because they were going to the Knicks. And then well, Dolan yeah, screwed that up. Yeah, but my point is the Nets position could be we're not in the best position, but we have Bridges. We've got Claxton. Okay. And, and eventually we're going to get a random star that wants to live in Brooklyn. Like we don't need to sure. get out of our situation. We can press other people to do it to them. Sure. That's, that's, that's totally fair. Um, the, I don't, the, the whole argument of like, they don't control their picks, so they shouldn't reset thing to me is weird because like, if you don't control your picks, you're not going to get a chance at a number three overall pick for five years. So you either try to get better out of mediocrity by trading those picks. Yeah. Those lottery picks that are five, six years out, which don't have that value, by the mm-hmm. way. And then try to balance mediocrity because this team, if I remember right, was 11 and 18 post trade deadline. Yeah. It's so like, again, Mikhail, good player. Clax, good player. Dinwiddie, solid player. Dorian Finney Smith, solid. Royce O'Neill, Cam Johnson, like all of the wings. But it's like, beyond that, it's very, I don't know. And they're paying more on their, on their salaries, especially after they resign Cam Johnson, than the Blazers will have had in salary. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't get what the Nets are doing. Um, as it pertains to Portland, if it is Scoot and there is no trade, uh, the Blazers will select one of Brandon Miller or Scoot or Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson tomorrow. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. The the way the the, the folks I have talked to, you're not going to see a surprised Amen Thompson at three. It's just. Scoot and Brandon are what they are. So beyond that, then you start getting into it. And I have beat this drum from the jump. I want them to make a big move. I want them to swing. I don't want them to just give stuff away. Like I know how hard that needle is to thread. But if they take Scoot, and I'm not saying he can't be a good player. They're a great player. If you're sitting here and saying, Scoot and Dame, I want to throw you into traffic. There are four guys for two spots in 96 minutes. Dame plays 35. Ant plays 35. Shaden plays 20. That leaves six minutes a night for your number three overall pick. And if I hear one more person say, well, you just trade Ant in the pick, another pick for a big man. If that's the case, why haven't they done it? Because you can't just go force a trade. The same reason you can't force a trade with number three. And you are splitting two timelines that doesn't make any sense. The simple math is that Scoot Henderson can't get on the floor as constructed. Hmm. And I'm not saying he's not going to be a great player. You just can't play him. It, like that, It's that simple. With Brandon Miller, you can at least go, there's a path to get him on the floor. Because if you look at the roster right now, there's not a small forward on the roster. Yeah, like It's not hard to carve out 25 a night for him. Personally, I would, if I in, in my rankings, I would prefer Brandon Miller over Scoot because of the scarcity of his, of his position and his skill set. Even if Scoot has the higher profile ceiling at his position. Sure. Sure. But I look at Brandon Miller and I go, 
how often do 6'9 shooters come around? And that kind of factors into it. I think they're both going to be tremendously talented pros. I mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But, boy, that's um, that's tough. We uh, will obviously have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Uh, so I woke up this morning. You know, the the one one of the things I love about my time slot, 6 to 9 a.m., is I love being on the freeway in the summer when the sun starts to come out at like 5.15 and 5.20. Because mm-hmm. I just I just love driving and thinking about things into work and just kind of what that looks like. And there's like. nobody on the road. Nobody's on the road. And today I had it. And I found myself getting frustrated. And this is two separate things, by the way. It's like, let's put Scoot over here. Okay. This has nothing to do with Scoot, the prospect, what he will be, what he won't be, whatever. I found myself getting frustrated because everything yesterday, we had a local interview by a national guy make it abundantly clear. You mentioned the noise from Scoot's camp of what he would probably prefer. You mentioned the reporting of what the team who might be willing to trade a guy wants the most. Like everything publicly, if you believe it, and Miller goes too, is lined up. It's a straight putt. And I woke up today a little frustrated because I think you and I are kind of in lockstep on what we just hypothetically in this situation should would do and maybe what the best move for the franchise is. But I was frustrated because this journey has been interesting post-Neil. But we've documented along the way. We have quotes. The quotes are real. Like the quotes were, Mm -hmm. we want to win with Dame. Dame is our priority. We're building around Dame. We trade for Jeremy Grant with Dame. We re-sign our center with Dame. We got rid of CJ to use for Ant for with Dame. And his like Joe had a quote at the end of the season after the Warrior game, Danny, and he basically said, we have to get better now and we want to compete next year. And that will mean sacrificing players and us being okay with whatever their success is down the road. Mm -hmm. To me, that quote, I read that quote as if, unless we get Wimby, I'm using this to help Dame. Mm Mm-hmm. A 6'2 point guard who's 19 years old does not do that. And so, like, there's two things here. I will flex into being excited to watch Scoot play. Mm -hmm. But I'm right now stuck on this. This was not at all, at least going into this, has felt at all like what they had kind of set up for us of we want to win now. That move, drafting that man at three, you... No, you'll have like four point guards. I don't think they're going to trade Ann either. That's the weird thing is this is going to get really interesting to me. And I just, these aren't recipes of winning and winning now. Yeah, no. And the thing is, it's it's not that I don't think that Joe Cronin doesn't think that as far as trying to make a move. Because I've, I've heard things that they've looked at. I, I know things they've pursued. But I also know that from the jump, the second it moved up to the pick number three, it was incredibly valuable. We talked about that the second it hit. What was it, what was it that I said? This just became the single most tangible asset in the entire NBA that's not an MVP. Mm-hmm. When the value is that high, 
the return had to be that high. Now, this could change in 24 hours. The the pressure of the clock can make a team make a decision. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt about that to me. None. And I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse here. I'm just saying if they take Scoot and they don't make a move in the backcourt and they go into the season with those four guys, I don't know how you can make that work to where you're optimizing guys. Well, you're not. <laughs> and he, I've seen people like, well, you can play sharp at the three. I'm like, okay, no. cool. You want to get sharp six minutes at the three? Fine. So now yeah. you found Scoot 12 minutes. That's not impacting winning. No. You saw what Shaden Sharp got when he got 15 minutes a night. For the first five months of the season, Brandon, he was objectively bad. Yeah. He was a negative player. Yes, he was. Do you think Scoot Henderson is going to be a positive player in the vein of Tim Duncan at the point guard position? I tend to believe we, and we've talked about this. No rookies are not going to have it. And, but I would add to it. You talk about roles and how the fit all goes. I would also say the numbers be damned, like in the right situation, which I don't think is here. Scoot should be playing 30 minutes. I don't give a damn how negative it is. It's like that dude's made to play basketball now today. Like he's just. Which, where do you get that from? Well, yeah. No, go ahead, say it. I I, I just, I, I get it because he's like a mini dame to me, right? Like he's a dame with Donovan Mitchell, like athleticism. And I'm just like. It's insane to me that you're this high on him and you've literally never seen him play an NBA game. Well, no, no. What I mean is, like, I love the attitude he shows, and I I like what you see. I saw him play in the G League. I didn't watch every game, but I watched sure. him play in the G League. I'm the shooting thing is whatever. I just I love what he kind of is as a prospect. You were Again, a, you were a Westbrook guy, weren't you? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I remember a- you a- acknowledging acknowledging fully like it aged poorly, knowing it was going to age poorly, <laughs> knowing it was like sour milk. <laughs> That's the Michael Jordan fan in me, dude. It's it really is, and I'm not saying you weren't a Michael Jordan fan, but like the part of Mar- Michael Jordan that I love so much is a kid with no father figure. I just loved the f u stuff, and like when I get that from a guy, I get excited about it. It's sure. one of my qualities I love about Dame, but um, he's not going to get those minutes, and it's he's also not filling a void that they need. Like I just. We're 24 hours out. I don't know where this is going to go, but today it feels like they're using that pick and they're taking him. I do believe they're going to use that pick. So let's kind of run through how they think the draft is going to progress. I do believe the Blazers are going to use the number three overall pick. If I was a betting man, that's what I would bet on. Uh, The value is just that high. It is what it is, unless the return's a Zion-esque return. There's just no reason for them to trade it. They shouldn't trade it for 60% on the dollar. They just shouldn't. They shouldn't trade it for 80 cents on the dollar. They shouldn't trade it for 90 cents on the dollar. 95? Maybe you got me up. Now maybe you have my attention. Don't you have to go down to 90 with Dame? Just to like, for Dame? What's 90, what's, what, what's 90 for you? Well, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just pressing back on the number itself. I just, I'm wondering, your comments have all been about win with Dame. So like, to me, that screams, as you noted, when we got the third pick, that to me screams, we're going to make a positional move. Like we're going to make a move that makes sense for us to be good. Sure. 
after pick number three, I would very much expect Portland to trade pick number pick number twenty three. You think it goes to Cleveland, or you think there's something else brewing? Uh, I've heard of multiple places they've, that they've shopped it. Mm. So, um, uh, Sacramento, Orlando, I've heard different places. Sacramento, Orlando, Cleveland, which, again, those are teams that the Trailblazers have dealt with in the past. So, again, relationships, all those things. Right. Um, as it pertains to Orlando, I don't expect Orlando to be, like, wildly busy. I don't think they're going to move any of their big pieces. I think you'll see... Uh, a Cole Anthony move, a Jonathan Isaac move. Beyond that, that's it. Um, I don't think Wendell's going to be moved. Um, yeah. Everybody, when, the, when the, I tweeted about the Cavs thing earlier, everybody was asking about Jarrett Allen. I've heard that Jarrett Allen is available if they get a piece that moves them. Now, they aren't talking all-star, but they would either need a big and a three-team deal or a a starting caliber wing that like is impactful, which is why I'm like, I don't think a package of Nas 23 and Nurk would get that done. Because while Nurk's a you know starting caliber big, is Nas their answer at the three? Like they've they've had guys like Nas there in Isaac Okoro, where you're like a young guy who has had a you know kind of a, a bumpy ride as as an injury history has some things but not others and then you know that's kind of how it goes so um as it pertains again to the blazers uh just through various channels i would expect that portland would at least be open to the idea of changing their center out i haven't heard anything concrete but i think they've lifted under some rocks Uh, i mentioned it in the in the patreon on monday um, the whole that tweet from Evan Massey um, was utter wow, bullshit. that was, wrong. was utter bullshit. Um, yeah, that's why I say don't listen to people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Trailblazers did kick around for Porzingis, not for the number three. Hell no, they never did that for number three. No, nobody um, believed that report. It was utter trash. It that, went viral, but nobody believed it. That guy pops up with a frequency of what, what was the old uh, kid uh, Ari. That used to oh, used yeah. to hound people like hotels. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the same same kind of vibes. Same kind of vibe. Yeah, it's bad. Um, mm. Also, there was a tweet this morning from some idiot on under underdog fantasy about Damian Lillard requesting a trade. That is, I've been told that is unequivocally false. In the Blazers uh, released today to like everybody, like they're they're done. They're not taking calls on him. Yes, a million times. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any other news or notes or rumors that I had on Monday from the Patreon that I haven't talked about. Oh, second round pick. Um, the Blazers, like again, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you saw all, all of the workout participants that came through. I think there's 41, 42, trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, most of those guys were uh, early, mid, late second rounders. Mm. And the thing about the second round pick is that it's cheaper to draft a guy in the second round than it is to sign him as an undrafted guy. So if really, they, if they yeah, if they want to sign him to a salary mm. slot, it's yeah the leak yeah yeah better minimum as a one year guy's uh, on the books it counts for one point seven, whereas a second round pick I think it's like eight hundred ninety thousand. Trying to remember my slotting if I remember correctly, um, yeah so. Now you can also you they with the new CBA. Well, I guess it would kick in next year. So in the new CBA going forward, second round picks can be paid more. 
Yeah. Because that's what made this interesting is like once you crossed a certain threshold in the second round, it was better for you to go undrafted because you could make more money. As dumb as that was. So that's why they kind of uh, found a loophole around that. Um, the big one here is, is how does Dane feel about this? I don't know. He's in France. I talked to him a couple days ago. Uh, beyond that, kind of is what it is. I would imagine that the process would go. The Blazers conduct their draft, and after they pick or they trade at pick three, they do have a little while. Maybe there's a quick phone call to Dame. And then I would imagine after the draft, they would touch base again. Regardless of what happens, one of the questions I will have tomorrow for Joe Cronin in the press conference was, will be, have you, have you talked to Dame? And what, what, what did he say? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what happens. So, um, but I think we're probably going to have the press conference around 8.30, 9.30, somewhere in there. All depends on kind of when things get going. How if they long? do a trade, it's going to be later than that. But yeah, if they use because the you get pick. the league office stuff, yeah. and yep, yeah. uh, it's going to be late night. So um, yeah. come join us. One way or the other, we will have resolution to what's yep. going to happen with pick number three, and that's the um, that's the joy of this. Somebody says early, mid, or late second rounders. So second rounders, yeah, no, but I'm talking about the groups that they brought in, guys. They had a group of early second rounders, they, like. Because they could move around. That's my, kind of my point. If they if they were going to pick in the second round, it, it is what it is. Shane says, this feels somber. No, that's just my voice. I, I can't have inflection in my voice oh, right I, now. <laughs> I'll, I'll own some of that, though. I will. I'll, I'll own some of it. Like, your voice is raspy. I, But I'm, I'm being honest about it, right? Like, tomorrow, if something changes, man, I, I'm trying not to get too high and low on this stuff. And I know I sound a little down, but I just... I took a lot of those quotes to, like, great, they're going to build with Dame. And drafting a point guard that's 19 years old, I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know what that future is. I, I feel like I do, but I don't know what it is. So we'll wait for tomorrow for more reaction to this stuff. But I probably brought it down a little bit just because I was bummed that it felt like Zion is there, and I know Zion's not everybody's favorite cup of yeah. tea. I get it, but it's a swing for Dame. But I get a lot of people want to value the franchise more and say this is the best thing for the franchise. I was listening to Zach Lowe on the drive home today, and he's like. It's very difficult to run a franchise because you have to consider the the what is it, the 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 wealth of the franchise when you're doing stuff like this. And he's right to that extent. It's very easy to get caught up in this. But that's All the right. thing is I want to get caught up in this. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll, I'll be I'll be blunt. I want to get caught up in this. I have yeah. covered every game of Damian Lloyd's career. I want him to have a team as good as the 2014-15 team. Sure. It's literally that simple. Uh, Alex White asks if we're going to have Jaeger bombs tomorrow. Listen, man, I'm open. I'm open to ideas. I'm, op- I'm open to, to potential drinks. Uh, the golf tournament on Tuesday, I'll definitely have some Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Jaeger bombs go. Uh, hey, and taking screenshots of me looking miserable is not allowed. All right, I just got somebody <laughs> sent me a screenshot where I look like this. Like I'm crying. Love it. No, that'll be crying. that'll be tomorrow night. You're crying. I'm not crying. Also, I will not do Irish car bombs. Um, but please, folks, come down and join us. Come down and join yeah. us tomorrow uh, at the Metropolitan Tavern at the Eastland Hotel, uh, just down the street from Moda Center, or just down the street from the Convention Center, um, or actually it's across the street from the Convention Center, and then overlooking Moda Center. 
Uh, we'll be down there. Dusty and I will be on air from noon to three. Isaac and Sue will be on air from three to seven. Brandon and I will probably go on air. Uh, I would imagine uh, probably about five, five fifteen. About five. Okay, about time it starts. Yeah, I mean, they're. I don't think they're doing picks. Like, I'll I'll know when picks are going. I'll get the press release for the media when the picks are supposed to start, and we'll adjust from that. Um, beyond that, I think that's kind of where we stand right now. I'm trying to go through the the chat right here. Any other questions or anything like that? And I think we kind of covered everything. I I didn't want to go like a full hour plus here just because there's. So much yeah. is going to change in Lot the next 24 right hours. So right. uh, this could go stale pretty quick. I mean, we literally yeah. started the show with a trade that is no longer a trade. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, come down and join us tomorrow. We'll be live tomorrow uh, on location uh, at the Metropolitan Tavern. Other than that, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. Try to uh, – and Tyler Roberts is asking if there's a cover charge. I do not – think there's a, there wasn't one at Bruce. I, no, that has not been I think it's just a restaurant. Uh, I would just imagine get down there. If you if you want to be there, you're going to need to get there early. Yeah. We, we were shoulder to shoulder for the lottery. So um, if you want to be there, get down there early. Uh, you can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's. Email the show, jackramsey's at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, everybody have a wonderful night. Wonderful, wonderful night. Try and take care. Relax. One way or the other, this is going to have some kind of resolution or it's going to be... The interesting thing about this is it's going to be messy no matter what. Whether they make a trade or not. It's... Yeah, but they don't make a, a trade. It's got a real vibe of divorced parents who refuse to get divorced. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at this. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but we'll touch on that more tomorrow. Sure. Everybody have a wonderful night. Take care. Talk soon. Bye.